All right. Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, October 25th, 2023, or 102523, as most things are digital nowadays. Another super busy news day and a busy day on the calendar. One, it's National I Care About You Day, which should really be every day, right? It's not always about you. Show someone else that you care about them too. It's also National Greasy Foods Day, which really is every day, at least in America, and for food in other countries, number three today is World Pasta Day. Need I say more? The best meal you can get for the money, a plate of pasta with gravy, right? Or a quick sauce. You either know or you don't. Hurricane Otis making landfall in Mexico this morning. It's a Category 5 storm. It is doing a lot of damage. Forecasters will be keeping a close eye on that throughout the day. And congratulations to the Arizona Diamondbacks, who upset the Phillies 4-3 Game 7 of the NLCS last night in Philadelphia. They will now face the Texas Rangers in the 2023 World Series. Game 1, Friday night, 8 o'clock. 8.03 Eastern first pitch. I didn't see all of last night's game, so I can't say for sure, but in some of the other games, if you've been watching, you've most likely seen this. They actually had empty seats in the stadiums with American flags placed in each one of the seats representing the American hostages being held by Hamas. I believe they had a moment of silence as well at the beginning of the game, but the empty seats with the American flags is a really, really powerful message if you saw that. Unfortunately, after coming out somewhat strong, let's say. Newsmax host Rob Schmidt says the White House isn't sending a powerful message to the world's terrorists. Welcome to Rob Schmidt tonight. With the election of Barack Obama and Joe Biden in 2008, the face of American foreign policy was radically changed. Emphasis there on radical. Obama, the original American apologist, was on a mission to alter America's presence in the world. America was dramatically weakened, and Obama was especially soft on the Middle East. A Politico article explained how Obama, desperate for the original Iran nuclear deal, worked to end an ambitious law enforcement campaign aimed at Iranian proxy terror group Hezbollah, which was raising money for terrorism by trafficking cocaine into the United States and trafficking weapons around the world. America went from pounding terror groups into submission to enabling them and hoping that they return the favor by being nice and committing less terrorism. Keep that all in mind as Obama's third term stumbles into a potential world war right now. The Obama-Biden spineless, guilt-ridden, apologist foreign policy team is acquiescing to the world's terror groups, and they do it by making them rich with either pallets of cash, unfrozen assets, or high energy prices. Today, one of the few reporters left in Washington pointed out the simple fact that American foreign policy has loaded up the coffers for Iran, of course, the banking center for most of the terrorism in the world. Watch as Karine Jean-Pierre pretends to not understand this very basic and very undeniable allegation. 
Iran makes 70% of its revenue from oil. Um, it's doubled that oil output since 2019, adding $40 billion to revenues. So are the president's current energy policies giving Iran enough money to fund terror groups? I wholeheartedly disagree that we're, we're you know, we're, our actions are giving, is that what you're saying? When you restrict um, supply here in the United States, it's forcing get, to get the global supply from somewhere else. OPEC is cutting prices of oil, so the price of oil goes up. Yeah, and we're not part of OPEC. As the price of oil goes up, is that giving Iran enough money to fund these terror groups? It seems to be a big jump. Uh, and so uh, certainly I'm not going to speak into that type of hypothetical. It sounds like a hypothetical that you're asking me. So certainly I'm not going to wade, in, wade into this. She just has no idea what he's talking about. It sounds insane. It sounds like a hypothetical. It's a conspiracy theory. The disingenuous, totally unqualified press secretary claimed. That's Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight. And Greg Kelly spoke with Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA. I was utterly shocked, but it actually happened. This is yesterday. Karine Jean-Pierre, who seems to be rooting for the bad guys in this situation, along with the administration. Take a look. This happened yesterday in the White House level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel? So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. It's they're lying about America uh, and forget threats. This is actually happening. Violence against Jews. Your reaction to what we just saw? Well, I, I believe this weekend a synagogue leader in Michigan was stabbed to death. Now, the motive behind that remains to be seen, but that, that would be nice to be mentioned by Karine Jean-Pierre. And it's very interesting. And she's kind of showing the contradiction between the activist left and the Democrat Party. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is defending the radical Muslim community, acting as if they're victims, when if Karine Jean-Pierre actually went to Gaza herself, they would throw her off the top of a building because she's lesbian. So I don't know why she's going above and beyond to try to make overtures to a group of people that literally wouldn't allow her to live in some of their home countries. And, and Greg, this goes to a dynamic, and I hope more American Jews start to wake up. My Jewish brethren that I care so much about, that we've disagreed on politics, that the entire regime views American Judaism now as the oppressor and everyone else as the oppressed. The same Marxist dynamics that BLM was built on, the same activist type chants and incantations that the trans movement was built on, that there's inherently an oppressor and oppressed dynamic and the whole country is configured that way, is now being used with the Israel-Hamas Jewish-Muslim issue. And we're starting to see more and more American Jews, especially when it comes to philanthropy, to college campuses start to recognize this, but we must call it out for what it is, Jew hatred. Wow. Very powerful. Very true. And by the way, we know that uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is a lesbian because she can't not talk about being a lesbian. She says it in every interview. She said, it, I think it was her first statement from the podium. You know, look at me. I, yes. This is my orientation as if anybody cares. I know it's a lot easier, but it's really kind of annoying when people call her KGP, 
Greg Kelly reports weeknights, 9 o'clock Eastern with Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA. What's happening on some, that is the key word, some college campuses, as Charlie mentioned, is astonishing. It's really shocking and hard to believe, but it's happening more and more. The latest, George Washington University. Now, you may have seen this on social media today. Students projecting messages like glory be to our martyrs and genocide now. Yes, genocide now on the side of buildings. If the presidents and the administrations of these schools, these universities, they don't start coming out against this, there is going to be, I hope, or there should be, let's say, there should be a big price for the schools to pay. But it all starts at the top, right? I mean, not only at the top of the universities and the schools, but at the top of the country. This is Brigitte Gabriel, founder and chair of Act for America, born and raised in Lebanon, a survivor of terrorism on Newsmax yesterday. First of all, senile Biden does not know what's best for Israel than what the Israelis know what's best for Israel. Second, Biden has been so concerned about the Palestinians and the Palestinians that we need to send aids to the Palestinians. He is basically the shackle around Israel's ankle, not letting Israel do what it needs to do. Israel knows exactly what it needs to do with Hamas. They have been fighting Hamas since 2005. They know their strategy. They know how to operate. They know where they are. Look, the headquarters, the command center of Hamas is located under the Shifa hospital in Gaza. Israel understands its enemies and it does not need the United States to dictate to Israel and definitely not the weak Biden administration to dictate to Israel what to do and what not to do. Oh, I love that fire. I love that fire, Brigitte. And John, what do you think about it? Because Biden is also not saying the right things. At one point he said, oh, it wasn't Israel that fired that that rocket attack. It, it was the other team. You cannot equate Israel with terrorists. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, we have an administration that knows absolutely nothing about uh, fighting terrorists. It's uh, an administration that wants to... Uh, you know, look happy-go-lucky. I mean, we uh, look at what we did with the Taliban. They get a report saying that uh, you know the Taliban, you know, ISIS, Al Qaeda is still a threat. Now we go to Hamas, and uh, they're trying to hold uh, the Israelis back. I mean, the biggest, my biggest concern is the experience of the Israeli uh, reservist force that has to go in and uh, you know reoccupy Gaza. I mean, are they uh, up to uh, the uh, the task of uh, dealing with uh, coordinated attacks, tunnels, and so forth? But we should be giving them the experience that we got in Iraq and Afghanistan instead of uh, you know trying to hold them back. That's national security and counterterrorism expert John Rosamondo, a former Navy JAG with host Lydia Serrani, saying we should be giving Israel the information and the experience that we had eradicating terrorists from tunnels and bunkers in Iraq and Afghanistan instead of trying to hold Israel back. All right, so back in Washington, Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson is the Republicans' new nominee for House Speaker. Who? Mike Johnson of Louisiana, after Tom Emmer dropped out of the race hours after being nominated, Emmer withdrew after former President Trump came out against him. Johnson then got 128 votes. Thank you for allowing us to go through the process and get to this. It was worth it, and we are going to serve you well. You are going to see this group looking, working like a well-oiled machine. 
Congressman Mike Johnson. And let's hope so, because I'm really getting tired of hearing everybody else complaining about it. 44 Republicans still voted for other people, meaning it's still going to be tough to get the 217 votes needed to actually become Speaker when the vote goes to the floor. Let's go to this morning's Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and Allison Maloney. Let's welcome in New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Thank you so much for joining us. First question to you, does he have what it takes? Is he going to get 217 votes? Well, what I think is interesting, he got no, uh, he got every vote uh, on the floor of the people who were present voting last night and only three that voted present, which means they weren't voting against him. Uh, we'll see what that happens when we get to the floor. Unfortunately, there were about 19 members for one reason or another, who weren't able to make last night's late night vote. Uh, Mike Johnson is a an excellent person, a longtime conservative, and one of my dearest friends from my freshman year. We came in together in the 115th Congress. He does his work. He's an extremely hard worker. He's not a guy that's always seeking the limelight, jumping to the cameras, and and he really is a serious conservative and a, and a serious legislator, really capable, really competent, and I am really excited about a new chapter uh, in the Republican Party with a true leader who is going to take us uh, to, I think, uh, potentially bringing us back, actually, from what we've been going through in the last three weeks. He truly did unify the conference last night. He gave a brilliant speech uh, about what we stand for, who we are, and where we have to go forward as a nation uh, and as a party. And I thought it was, it was it's terrific. And congratulations to my dear friend, Mike Johnson, who I've thought from the beginning was going to be our candidate one way uh, or another. So I'm really excited for him and for our conference. Okay, and for we're, not, America. we're not over the finish line yet, but, but it does feel like we could be there. Congresswoman, I know that you spend a lot of time <laughs> in your district in New York talking to constituents, friends, family. You do realize how bad this has made the conference look and made Republicans look over the last three weeks. You get that, right? And, and, and do you feel like the rest of your colleagues get that as well? Well, certainly, I think the media likes to project, and it's a great story to have everyone outside uh, the doors talking about, is there a pope? Is there smoke? And I think there's been more made of this than it is. But I think when it all gets broken down, I think you're going to see that there are factions in this party uh, that were hurting each other, and people are going to know the truth when it comes out eventually. It's not happened yet. Uh, and I actually, this was a huge eye-opener the last three weeks for me, especially the last week when I saw what was really going on. And I think that's why I feel so confident about the future. And this is no, how, I, I, Congresswoman, I, 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 let me, let me just, let me, let me jump in. I, I get mm. that. I get that. And we've had you on, and, and I love having you on. I just, here we are on the precipice of World War III, and third in line of the presidency is not in place. This is serious. This is not just us turning yeah. this into a story. Well, right. Here we it, are it, today. It's not. It's here bigger we are than today. that. We're here today. Right. But we're here today. And uh, and a lot was sorted out in these last three weeks, which I think is good for us and good for America, because we got to see what's really going on in our, our structure and what's happening as we leave the House with a very narrow majority. I think Mike is going to take us into the future. And also we can get fixated on things like this. Uh, where, you know, the media is like, not you, I'm saying Newsmax, you do a tremendous job. Thank but you. some parts of the media are, they look for shiny objects. Right. Some members in our conference are try to be that shiny object. I think you're going to get a person who is looking at serious work, understanding the gravity of the situation in, the, in America and around the world, 
That's New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney on Wake Up America this morning, and let's hope she is right. Like it or not, in favor of it or not, if you think it was the right thing or not, as Rob said, this is now a serious situation for America, given the power of a House Speaker, right? And a serious situation for the GOP, given all the pushback and criticism that they're now getting everywhere else. The GOP needs to coalesce around Mike Johnson and start moving in the right direction, bottom line. And in case you missed this segment with Eric Bowling and Chris Christie, I had to be sure and get it in. We should be embarrassed as a party, quite frankly, about what's going on in the House of Representatives. I mean, these guys and women look like a group of 11th graders trying to pick the junior class president rather than the Speaker of the House. Joining me now is that man right there, 2024 presidential candidate, Chris Christie. Just you want to weigh in on uh, Emmer dropping out just recently, uh, Governor? Look, it's it's just a continuation of the same old show. Um, They can't make a decision and it doesn't give people a lot of confidence in governing. Um, when folks can't make a decision. And this goes all the way back, quite frankly, to the eight who made the move to get rid of McCarthy. I think they fired him without cause, and they had no plan on how to figure it out hold afterwards. It, hold so it, hold it, hold it, Governor. Hold it, Governor. I got I to gotta hold yeah. uh, truth to power. Uh, fired without yeah. cause. Who's the power, me or you? You. I'm holding the truth to you. You just yeah. said they fired McCarthy. Go McCarthy ahead. cut a deal to become Speaker, meaning that only one person, one GOP member could vacate the, the seat or a motion to vacate the seat. That, That's cause right there. He, he handed it to him. No, no, no. The decision to fire him was without cause. Um, Eight of them had no real reason to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. And then when they did, they had no plan to replace him because they're not concerned with governing. What they care about is just, you know, getting more hits on their websites and they get more donations. Um, The fact is that uh, we now have got three weeks. We've got a crisis in Israel. Our greatest ally in the Middle East and maybe our greatest ally in the world needs our help. We can't do anything. We've got the Russians continuing in Ukraine. We can't do anything. We've got a crisis at the southern border. We can't do anything because these people can't get the hell out of their own way. And the fact is that any Republican should be pissed at this point that we're going three weeks without a speaker because these people can't govern. It's absurd. Well, and I Donald mean, there, Trump, there, there, by the there, way, there are those. contributed to this today by going after Emmer um, after the guy was already dead, trying to take credit for it. Well, I and mean, there are those who say McCarthy didn't do as he promised with, with the with the, the 12 individual bills, which he was going to do, and he never brought them. Anyway, let's move on. So Chris Christie brought up Trump, right? Let's take a listen to Donald Trump, who says if he were president, this would never have happened. Listen. If I were president, Israel would not have been attacked. It was viciously attacked. It would not have been attacked. Ukraine would not have been attacked. You take a look at what's going on throughout the world. The world right now is a mess. Well, before you jump on it, Governor, the scoreboard shows that he's right. He was here for four years as president. There was no Russia wasn't attacking anyone, nor nor was Hamas attacking Israel or anyone else. 
No, all Donald Trump did was set up the predicate for it to happen by kissing Vladimir Putin's rear end every time he could, by cuddling up to him, by refusing to give Ukraine the weapons they needed to protect themselves. He set the predicate for that. Um, also, by saying that he was going to pull out of Afghanistan, he showed our weakness, and he would have done that if he had been reelected. Um, he set up the predicate for all of this. And then when Israel's attacked, he calls Hezbollah very smart, and he says that Benjamin Netanyahu's a problem. He attacks the sitting prime minister because he had the temerity to call Joe Biden and congratulate him for winning the 2020 election. It's all personal with Donald Trump. Me, 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 me. As the world burns, he continues to talk about himself. What he should be worried about is that he's, instead of helping to settle the speaker fight today, Eric, he's sitting in a courtroom listening to his former lawyer testify about how his entire business empire is a fraud. Um, that should be his bigger concern today. It has to be his bigger concern, rather than worrying about the House of Representatives or what's happening in Israel or what's happening in Ukraine. And by the way, that's just the beginning, because that's the trial he only has to voluntarily show up at. His criminal trials, he's going to have to be there and not be out on the campaign trail campaigning against Joe Biden and the Democrats. I certainly wish you'd get behind the guy. No, I know you're running against him, and I get it, but we got some big fish to fry in the world. One of them would be Iran. I don't know. I think, I, like it or not, the world was a safer place when he didn't know where he's coming from. He kept these world psychopath leaders at bay, he kept them on their heels, and, and like him or not, it worked. Eric Bowling with former New Jersey governor and GOP presidential candidate Chris Christie. Today is a busy day at the White House as the president and first lady participate in the official arrival ceremony of Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, then bilateral meetings, a joint presser, and a big state dinner at the White House tonight. At the open, I mentioned the World Series. There is another big headline from the sports and business world today as well. Somewhat surprising. The UFC, yes, the UFC has announced it's partnering with Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. Yes, the same UFC who helped make Modelo the best-selling beer in America after the Bud Light marketing fiasco. And Modelo comes from Mexico, if you don't know. It's definitely not domestic. Anyway, UFC President Dana White told the Sean Hannity radio show that it's more about his core values than it is about money, saying Anheuser-Busch employs 65,000 Americans, thousands of veterans, and spends more than $700 million a year with U.S. farmers, and it's an American company. All of those things are true and all very important, but because I know you're going to say it, yes, Anheuser-Busch is a great American company that is now owned by another company, InBev, which is a Belgium company based in Belgium. But that doesn't change the fact that 65,000-plus Americans and their families and all those farmers rely on Anheuser-Busch's money. Keep up with all of the news all day and night long on Newsmax. It's available on most major cable systems, including AT&T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Xfinity, Fios, and many others. It's also on your favorite streaming platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, who has earnings later today, which could move the market. If you're in the market, you'll also find Newsmax on Roku, Pluto, and more. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Share it with your friends and family. Enjoy the rest of your hump day and keep on fighting the good fight. 
News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.